Welcome to the Grace Cafe with Dwayne Lynch. Real talk in real times. Real situations with real people. Keeping the perspective on God's grace. Oh, go ahead. I'll drop it now. <sighs> okay, here we go again. We want to we want to welcome you guys back to the Grace Cafe. Uh it's your boy D, my man Rob, and uh, what we decided to do for these next couple of uh, next couple of episodes is um, I was talking to my brother earlier today, and he was like, "What's the next episode about?" And I was like, "What about grace?" And he was like, "What about it?" And I was like, "Exactly." And I was saying that basically because we. You know, we tell people about grace or whatever, and then we we like, you know, you know, God's grace, you know, is unmerited favor, but we ne never really get into what that really is and what that really means. And based on that, so what I decided to do was, you know, go through, you know, maybe the first and second chapter of Romans just to give people an idea and then, uh, you know, go through a few notes um, just to let people really know what we're talking about here. So, first of all, we just want to um, let everybody know that the book of Romans is Apostle Paul's masterpiece on the subject of God's grace, you know. Um, and to understand and receive grace means to, you know, that we are convinced that right standing with God comes by grace not by works which is how church people are beginning to you know uh, or have been doing for a long time they base their uh, walk with Christ on the things that they do you know going to church paying tithes being on the ministry team when uh, basically those things are prerequisites of what grace is actually about because what grace is actually about is you know, we are basing our righteousness or our relationship with God, not on what we do, but what he's done um, for us. And so, uh, you know, just, just to give you a idea of what we're saying about that, back in the 1500, Martin Luther was like frustrated with his uh, religious observances and being frustrated, um, God spoke to him through Romans 3.28, and it said, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law, which means that, you know, we, we are justified by faith, by believing in what Christ or what God did for us, not by the works that we do on a day-to-day -day basis, you know. And that revelation actually you know, brought about what was called the Reformation, right? And um, so basically what we need to understand is that revival begins with realizing our inability to gain right standing with God through human effort and good works. 
you know, Romans was writ written by Paul to Christians in Rome and um, and mostly to the Gentiles. Paul was sent to the Gentiles. So, you know, he had who had received the gospel and were born again and following God. The problem with that was that they were being misled by Jewish believers who were mixing Old Testament law with Christianity. You know, and, uh, you know, it, it was like, it was, a, it was like a twofold demonstration because Paul was trying to tell them one thing, tell people one thing, and the Christian, the people that were Christians already were trying to tell them another thing, that you have to do this or that, that you have to be that. And it's not, it, it was not, it was never based on that so what I'm gonna do now and then Rob and I will get into a discussion about grace is that I'm gonna read a few chapters I mean a few verses of Romans 1 and you know Paul started out Romans 1 giving salutations and everything and then he jumped to something that's really that was really um, profound and first of all Paul Romans 1 begins, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, Christ, Jesus, his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we receive grace and apostleship. And I think a, a word that needs to be focused on and says received, which means it's past tense. It's already done. So we've already received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom we are also, ye also the called of Jesus Christ to all that be in Rome beloved of God called to be saints grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and so first he says first I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world for God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son that without ceasing I miss you always in my prayers making requests if by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. For I long to see you that I may impart some spiritual gift to the end ye may be established. That is that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith both of you and me. Now um, I want to read all the rest of this but what I really want to go to is verse 16. And verse 16 reads, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And so, um, first of all, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And the thing about the word gospel is like it's a cliche nowadays, whereas though we use it as as an explanation for 
you know, to preach different things. And people go to church for years and never understand that the gospel actually means good news about the grace of God. And so that's what he's saying. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Another word that, you know, people use, you know, metaphorically, I guess you would say, is salvation. Not really knowing what salvation is. Mm -hmm. They don't know that it's deliverance from whatever. It ain't just the the initial born again experience. It's deliverance from you know from sickness, deliverance from poverty. It's deliverance from whatever it is that you are dealing with your life, in in your life. And to every you know, he says, the po- it's the power of God unto salvation. So grace is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, what needs to be understood is that the just that he's talking about is us. If you've received Christ as your Savior, then you're not basing your salvation on what you do. You're basing your salvation on faith in what Christ has done. So based on that, you know, you know, you got people doing different things in the church and they're calling it the gospel or they're calling it salvation. And it's not really that because they don't really have an understanding. And I know this is true because I was in the church for, you know, a number of years before I learned this message of grace. And I understood that. I had been going to church all this time and I didn't have a grasp on what was really going on. You dig what I mean? And so once I received once I received the message of grace, it was like my eyes was open. Like for all that time I was in church, I was blind. You know, man, once the grace message came, I was like, oh. And so the next verse says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth. And unrighteousness, meaning that you know we 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 hold this truth in us in unrighteousness because we really have no, you know, we we were fit for hell, you know what I mean? And so we were given as a free gift righteousness, and just like you didn't do anything to, you know, become a sinner, you can't do anything. To become righteous, He's made us righteous. You understand what I'm saying? Because, go ahead. No, but the, what, what is perplexing to me is that with all of the knowledge and and with all of the emphasis on man saying that you have to be quote unquote educated, you know, where you have the what I when we discussed earlier, we talk about the formal education and then the informal, but. It is, it, is, it is surprising to me that all of these quote-unquote theologians and all of these scholars of the, uh, 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 of the gospel, of the word of God, that how the word, how, I'm trying to find the right word, the misappropriation of the basis for your sal- salvation got is askew. I mean, 
what do you think lend to the misinterpretation? Because when you gave it to me, or when God used you to give it to me, you know, I was like, immediately my spirit was quickened because I was like, hmm. So what you're saying is all the prayer, right, all of the asking, there shouldn't be any asking. It should be the one thing I think the church got right is that they say you have to walk in it. Mm-hmm. But to walk in it, you have to have have some sort of basic knowledge of grace. But I think even that was set out of tradition. Right. They didn't really know what they were saying. Right. You got you got to walk in your healing. Okay, if I already got it, I ain't got to walk in nothing. You see, so I, can you sh- shed some light on where do you think we went down the wrong rabbit hole when it came to the whole stuff? Because you're talking about this is like nothing light. I mean, you're talking about the foundation of your existence based on salvation and the good news and to only a few God is is it that God only chose a few your Andrew Womacks and and your and your Creflo Dollars to actually deliver or birth the original or what's supposed to be the right gospel no, that's well. Th- I, I see what you're saying, and I think um, it got skewed in in the New Testament. So, in the beginning, born again Jews believed that Christianity was an extension extension of Judaism. You know, meaning the Jewish faith, which was based in uh, Old Testament law. It was based in you know, dietary regulations. It was based in the right of circumcision, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so what they were doing once uh, once Paul came on the scene, what they were doing, they were troubling the Gentiles, which were the born-again Gentiles, and trying to get them to mix the Old Testament covenant with the New Testament covenant, you know? And, and we got to be mindful of all these kind of things because we... And I think a lot of times what we do, we get in the church and we think that, you know, um, that our Christianity is based on, you know, hours in prayer or it's based on remembering and, you know, remembering scriptures and stuff like that. See, that okay. And we're not getting where, and we're not, we're not really getting anywhere doing those things. You know what I mean? It's 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 meant it's meant for you to do it, but we're doing it for the wrong reason. If we're doing what we're doing to get God to do something, mm-hmm. to get God to heal us, to get God to prosper us, to get God to deliver us, then we're doing it for the wrong reason. We're doing it to you know we 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 feel like if I pray six or seven miles a day. That God will do what I want him to do. The fact that the matter is, is with the new covenant that he brought, it's already done. Right. And that's what people don't really understand. And that's why they never get past because they're basing their 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 salvation 
on the things that they do. But that, that's too because see, even now, my my and this may sound kind of like an oxymoron. My flesh don't want to accept that because it's steeped in tradition. Because it can't be that simple. But that's the great the grace message can't be that simple. That's why it's it's so easy for people to push it away. Um, it's, it's so easy for people to push it away because they feel like I have to do this. I have to pray for 15 and 20 hours to get God to do something. I have to fast for 15 or 20 or 40 days, you know, like the people in the Bible, to get God to do something. And it's not based on that. This is what Paul said. Paul said, which was the apostle of grace, that he said to the Gentiles that Jewish custom and law were not needed for salvation. And see, that's what messed them up. That's heavy. It's not needed. That's heavy. You know, all, all those laws and all that kind of stuff. So all the mothers that put the doilies on their head and saying, baby, get down there and pray nine more hours yeah. and all that. Enforcing people. Reformations that. are based off of what were not, not because again, we, we have to make sure we put our precursor out there. We are not a church bashing ministry. No. That is not our. That is, that's not our goal. But our not, goal is to shed light. Yeah, but we're not. We're not putting people in spiritual bondage either. Right. By putting these weights on them that they were never meant to. Right. To, to carry, carry right. in the first place. Right. Grace was given to take that weight off of people's shoulders mm -hmm. because you got people, man. You you know you you want to do this and do that, and if I don't minister to somebody today, or if I don't pray today or if I don't read the word today, then we get in condemnation, and it's not supposed to be like that. Mm -hmm. You know, grace doesn't, grace gives us the latitude to be who we are and to love God for what he did and to do what we do because we love him, not because we're trying to get him to do something. Motives. Right. The motives, if, 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 I, if I can speak in tongues and moonwalk across the church floor, I can get that the, the mortgage for that new house, or I can I can do this and I can do that. But the power, see, so 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 what I'm saying is, is I'm loosening hold of the doctrine, and I'm picking up something new that's much greater and powerful because now I have to change my tone of speech from God. Can you please to God thank you for it already being done when you died upon the cross? But as has been said, mentioned before, we're trying to put our actions are constantly putting God back on the cross because of the misinformation. Yeah. And the mis it, it, it's not even it's not even a misinformation. I take that back. It's misinterpretation. Is I think the basis, not for an argument, but to be recalibrated so we can be lined up with God truly, so we can walk in the manifestations that they're talking about in the temple when they say the glory cloud. It was so thick in it that they couldn't minister. Well, that's People a, were just were just healed. That's another thing is that we try to minister that kind of stuff to people that's just coming in the kingdom. They don't know anything about 
a glory cloud. They don't right, know right, anything right. about a temple, and that, and that's why, I, and that's why I believe that God moved all this stuff out of the way because it made it difficult for people to actually receive what Christ did, because what Christ did constitutes you to do nothing at all, nothing but receive what he did. That's it. But it's two-pronged now. See, that's, that's the, there's a danger there. There's a cliffhanger because now we're saying, oh, for real? You mean I ain't got to do nothing? I ain't got to pay tithes no more? I ain't got to pray no more? Because this is the other side. This is the B side, the B clause, where it says I can now become lazy because Christ paid it all. No. So therefore, but, but but you know, this is how it gets misinterpreted again that we, we don't have to do anything. And what, what we've been taught is that this does not give you license to be lazy. It doesn't give you a license to sin either. Right. But all, the fact that, that matter that, yeah. is that these things, you know, I mean, we should do these things, but not because we, you know, we're trying to get God to accept us. So, like, to, to Christian people go to church. Christian people pay tithes. Pis Christian people um, minister to people. Christian people are in the choir. They're on the ministry team. I mean, I mean, it's it's like, it's like, uh, you know, it's like you you're accepting a gift, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But you're accepting the gift and not expecting that you have to give anything back. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, because when you customary. do it that way, when you do it that way and you, and you expect to give something back, then grace is not grace. Now, to that point, I've learned that in the African culture, when you go to a business meeting, you're supposed to bring the host a gift. Now watch this. Based on what you're saying, the gift giver is not, so whether he gets the business or not, he gave that gift to sow in that person's life. So you don't give a gift expecting a gift in return. Mm -mm. <coughs> the power is in sowing, not always reaping. And okay. in, 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 you know, in a sense, so when you said that, that made that jog my memory when I heard that's a that's an African custom when you're doing business. And I was like, wow. Now you know that wouldn't play over. That wouldn't play in the states too, where they be like, well, dog, I give you a Rolex. You ain't, you don't have nothing for me. Right. You know. So that that I think that well, I know rather than we have to be. And I pray that, you know, God, this reaches who, who God is, the, the, the elect who it reaches, because we can only do but so much, right? Right. But we pray that this message reaches who it's supposed to reach, so then this can be spread, you know, like the kindling wood that, you know, it'll catch a fire so, then, so we can dispel. Because at the end of the day, in layman's terms, I think what we're doing is trying to extinguish myths. These myths that if you do this, it, it's like if it, it's like a science statement, a, a, a math equation. If A then B and, and then C. If you do this, you're gonna get D, E, and F. Right. If you don't get that, then there's something wrong with you. 
But we just say, you know what? It's not about that. Um, when you start walking in the right posture, you gonna be see. You gonna see like 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 uh, Evangelist Womack said. He said, brother, when you get a hold of this thing right here, he said you gonna see man thing. He said it's gonna scare you. And he got me excited when I was listening to him when he was saying that. Because I mean, basically, he's saying that because if you really, if you really get this message of grace, then it 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 enables you to live a life of freedom. Why? Because and I, and I can attest to that because I was a worrier. You know, mm. I used to worry about this, worry about that. Worry about how I'm gonna do this. I worry do, about I still deal with how it. I'm gonna I do this. And if if you really pick up the message of grace, there's no need for worry. Right. It's no need for it because we we have an understanding and then, and we have faith in the fact that everything that we ever needed has already been taken care of. Yes. He shed his blood for it. Right. You dig where I'm at? And so if he shed his blood for it. And he did it. I mean, take take the scripture. Uh, uh, he was um, uh, bruised for our transgressions. transgressions. He was wounded for our, for our iniquity. iniquity. Yes. And by his stripes, we are, we are. But one scripture says we were, were healed, which means past tense. It's already done. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's already done. And so based on that. We we that's 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 the part of the grace message that everything is already done and it's done by grace. It's done by unmerited favor. It's done by something that we didn't deserve, but He gave to us anyway. So so basically, for broadcast sake and conversation sake, we've understand we've gotten a, uh, we've gotten a new infrastructure. We took out the old, we put in the new. We understand that now. Now, what just dropped in my spirit was how do we maintain this message? And so the, the spirit was like, how, how do you maintain walking in this posture? You know, because like, you know, when they say when you walk out of church, some see fellow stony ground, some see he will try, and, and that's his job. And the scripture tells you, that what God has planted, he will try to come and he will try to snatch that word. So guess what? This is where, this is, I guess the spirit was dealing with me. He said, now that's where the faith comes in. Well, how you how you increase your faith? By hearing and hearing the word of God. How do you stay? By staying prayed up. So guess what? We had to change partners. Oh, we, so, so, so we had to, we had to, change partners now and we have to to maintain this fortress of grace that's why we got to pray and fast and not because we're trying to get something but we're trying to maintain and keep and keep the grace message intact in our spirit because it can go away just like that if if if, 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 if you know we we because you know it's easy to go back because think about it we the elect and then we go back to church and start talking. And then what vibe when we go back in? We go back in the tradition. They say, well, you know, God, God. Well, nah, brother, I don't believe. If we're not careful, we'll get sucked back into the masses. And then we got to start all over again. They're like, man, I had this grace thing down, but 
I was talking to one of the brothers, and they kind of talked me. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, that's that's well, that's basically a thing where though, in person, this is grace is about your individual, mm-hmm. individual relationship with God, and you know it it causes you you're doing, and anything that you do for God, you're doing because you love Him. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, and from an earthly perspective, we, when we love somebody, we try to please them. Mm-hmm. And so it's just basically a thing. And everything, everything that come to you is not going to be good. But knowing what Christ did, a lot of times it's easier to get around it because you can say, okay, this situation is presented to me, but I don't have to take it because I'm not that person anymore. Mm-hmm. In Christ, I'm not that person mm-hmm. because what happened at the initial born again experience is that Christ placed his spirit on the inside of me. So I have an advantage. Whether I use it or not is a whole different story. Mm-hmm. And so based on that, I mean, I can say, you know, I'm, I'm stuck in this thing or I'm stuck in that thing. But how long going, are you going to be stuck in this thing? Because, you know, and it can be a sin. Mm-hmm. But does that make you less of a person because you're stuck in this thing? No, it doesn't. Right. You know, so um, I tell you what, man, we're going to, uh, we're coming down to the why. So we're going to pick this up on the next episode. But, you know, based on based on all of this, grace is an awesome message. It's powerful. I mean, it's overwhelming, man. When you see, when you stop and I've taken the time to listen to, you know, the teachers on it about three or four times. So because because, because and it was said on the teaching, the only way you're going to get this is if. You gotta hear it over and over and over again. Let me tell y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all something. People this don't thing, understand that repetition. Powerful, repetition is good because it, it's what you're doing is you're planting that seed mm-hmm. down in your spirit, mm-hmm. right? And keep watering and it. And you have to keep watering it, right? N- nurture, nurture that word. You, you can't. It's, it's just like a sin or something that you're courting. You can't just. You know, nine times out of ten, you can't just stop it. Right. It's going to take for you to keep putting a, a you know, putting something on it. Mm-hmm. You have to put something on it to keep from doing it. Or replace it with. You have to replace, replace it, it with something that, that, that is replace righteous. It with what you know. Right. In the word. Replace right. it with that. And say, I don't have to do this. I'm not this person anymore. Right. But that's going to take practice. Mm-hmm. Grace, understanding grace is going to take practice. That's the thing. I, I, I just, I mean, I'm still, is, I'm just, my mind is blown, man, because I'm sitting here like, you got some clergy where they actually know that God's honest truth, but they kind of shield it for themselves and give you a watered-down version. Well, I think they to keep you under subjection. I think they do that to control people. To control people, you know. I mean, it's like uh, man, that's 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 you know, Wayne. That's heavy. It's kind of like the tithe message. 
the tithe message says, you know, um, that a lot of preachers use is uh, what Hosea. What's that? What's that? Where's your curse with a curse? Mm -hmm. You know, will a man rob God? You know, but the fact that the matter is. Or do you want to? Do you want they use the 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 story with the fishermen? Do you want a gross or do you want a net blessing? I mean, I mean, they, I mean, that's, they that's use all that kind of stuff when tithing, and this is my belief, tithing in the New Testament has nothing to do with, you know, whether you're blessed and cursed. Because under the New Covenant, we're blessed. And that's what, that's what opened, man, just opened my understanding up, is that so if I don't give, Am I cursed? But then they're judging the parameters and what you give. But you can't even do that because you know, because you, know, you know, you if you want you a whole, you know, if you want this and you want that, you, you can't even do that. Just do. I mean, basically, here's the just thing: give. What, just give, just give, and God. I mean, if you, if I believe, if you tell Him, God, it's in my heart, I want to give. He gonna open the doors for you to give. Mm -hmm. But people will tell you that if you don't give, you curse. And that puts bondage on people, man. Be and it makes people not want to give. Mm -hmm. And so if you put it in a sense where give if you want to, if you don't, so what? But people are trying to keep churches open. So they have to give this message. No, no. You, you I mean, there, there are or spiritual or laws. Chicken dinners and fish dinners. Yeah. There's <laughs> spiritual laws to giving. Right. Universal and so, laws. And, and, and it's sowing and reaping. People that are not even in the church. This is what's blowing my mind. They have that understanding that if you sow, you'll reap. That's not just a kingdom. It's, uh, it's universal. It, yes, but it's universal. And this. so if that's the case... <clears throat> then why do people put this bondage on people and make them feel like they have to give? But even the world understands that process. And guess what? They give with the expectancy of they know that they'll maintain what they got or get more, and it's not even given to the church. The charities, the, the, yeah. the, 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 the Jerry Lewis Easter Seals, the, and it the, comes the, back. The, shri the Shriners. It comes the, back. Um, the St. Vincent Hospital, St. Jude's, for, 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 for children and the sick, stuff like that. How dare you be in the kingdom and you let the people outside the kingdom outgive you? Not in the context of, in a church sense, but in a universal laws. Because right. it supersedes that. Because right. the Bible, what, okay, what scripture supports that? It rains. On the just and, well, the unjust. and the sun shines on the just as well. That means that anybody under the universe can experience this. This is powerful, man. Powerful. So we're gonna wrap this episode up and uh we thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode. I'm D. It's Rob. Peace. We out. This week's Grace Perspective.
What's up, family? The question of the day is, what about grace? In the words of Poop from the popular TV show, The Wire, world going one way, people another, yo. Romans 10.21 says, but of Israel, he says, all day long I have held out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. The New Living Translation says, a disobedient and rebellious people. What is he saying here? He's saying that all day, every day, he is offering a gift that we can never earn, pay for, or work for. It is the gospel of grace, or should I say the good news of his unmerited favor. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4 says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. My question is this. Why would the good news be hidden? Why would the enemy go through such an extreme to blind the minds of those who don't believe? i tell you why. It's because he knows that if people can get past the mess and confusion of religion and get a revelation of God's love, grace, and mercy, then he loses them. So he blinds them with things like guilt, condemnation, judgment, meanness, and things of this nature. Understanding grace calls for a change in mindset. It comes in getting an understanding of God's love, grace, and mercy, apart from who we are or what we've done. Now that's great news. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time on The Grace Perspective. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Grace Cafe. Join us next week for the Grace Cafe. God bless. Yo.